0: Good morning, or should I say good afternoon? It's almost the afternoon. Borderline.
1: (laughs) Good morning. morning.
0: Um, Welcome to another episode of Smashy Business. We've got a special co-host with us today, Walid Shihabi, co-founder of Keeper, rent now, pay later platform. Very exciting. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. But we're here at Step Conference. Uh, It's the tech event for emerging markets. I think it's the most important event for startups here in the region? Well,
1: it's it's certainly the one I love the most. Uh, and it's a beautiful venue. It's a beautiful day. It's a great day to be in uh, in Dubai. Um, it's and such I a think
0: wonderful day that our smashy business <laughs> board, which was supposed to be behind us, um, collapsed. Uh, so so Tiny yeah. Tiny little
1: bit windy, yes.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? It's, it's all about um, taking on challenges, Head on, yeah. right, and being and transparent about it. So 100%. there we are.
1: And we have lovely <laughs> nature behind us. It's yeah. uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful day now. It's not too uh, it's not too windy. Um, but, but I think the highlight really is the energy in this place. Um, the setting is beautiful. The, uh, the the energy, the startups, the uh, uh, the ideas that uh, you know that inspire you, the people uh, that are speaking here and that are probably mentoring the whole industry are talking about their experience. It's, it's just a lovely event. It's, it's by far my favorite.
0: It really is the energy because we are seeing a shift in the narrative, you know, uh, global uh, slash Western versus local. A lot of people now, with everything that's happening in Palestine, people are really going towards supporting local homegrown businesses?
1: Go local, go regional um, uh, all the way. I I think it was a trend anyways. I I think the quality of companies and the quality of startups from the region has consistently been improving and consistently been breaking barriers. We see less and less clones and more innovation um, uh, coming up in the region and I Mm -hmm. think it is aided by this sense of we can do it, right? We don't have to depend on others to, to, uh, to do it. We can do exactly. it for ourselves. We can build great global companies out of the Middle East. There is an inherent belief today in that. And I think as consumers, uh, we can support that also. Um, it, it might be motivated by recent uh, uh, events, but I think the net effect of that can be extremely positive. If I find the local or regional alternative for a product that I, uh, that I use, not only am I supporting those founders and that business and their em- employees, I am also giving them more funds to invest in their product and improve their product, giving them you know more runway, more ability to, uh, to invest something i've sort of accelerated myself as a consumer Um, and i think just in general uh we 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 see people um sort of more aware of it and making their consumption choices accordingly
0: absolutely absolutely they are more aware of it um and i'm aware of the fact that you have got a background in investment banking you were at shua Shua for a a long time a
1: decade almost a decade
0: Um, How important is it um, to have that kind of experience before setting up your own company? How important is it to have that corporate, uh, you know, cutthroat kind of experience?
1: I I think it's undoubtedly important, um, but I think there is also the risk of overweighing it. And uh, if if I can tell you a little bit more about that, you start taking certain things for granted and not understanding the operational element of starting your own your own business, right? Okay. When you're part of corporate, you don't do everything. Mm. You do what you do and you try to do it very, very well, but you're enabled by the whole environment that's around you. You've got HR, you've got finance, you've got marketing, you've got... Whatever these, they, they all enable you. You don't have to worry about them too much if they're going in the right yep. direction. Yep. Uh, so... A lot of importance comes on the fact that understanding finance, understanding how businesses work. In my line of work in investment banking, I was a generalist. So I'd take a look at multiple different business models, understand them, but understand them top down a little bit, uh, understand them looking you know, from uh, uh, you know 100 kilometers up in the sky. And, and I thought I understood how they operated. It's different when you set up your own business. Um, You get stuck in the details, or you risk getting stuck in the details. So it's important to, to be able to do that. It's important to be able to, you know, have that depth in understanding, depth in network, depth in knowledge. But it's also very important to prepare yourself when you're building a startup that you're gonna get involved in stuff you will not enjoy and you have to be fine with it and you have to build it from the ground up, including the small details you take for granted.
0: That's a great, great point. you got to get your hands dirty, right?
1: Absolutely. No, no doubt.
0: And you've set up Keeper two years ago, uh, rent now, pay later platform. Uh, these platforms, I mean, we were just talking earlier about Tamada and Tabia. They've really changed the landscape. Um, what are your predictions and how is Keeper doing now? How is how, how is it going?
1: Going great. Um, I, I think the whole ecosystem benefits when certain players do really well and sort of break through a certain ceiling. Um, in the cases of the two companies you mentioned, Tabi and Tamara, I believe they're the fastest unicorns ever in the history of the Middle East, um, and that says something. And they achieved that status in one of the most difficult times for startups, not just in the region but globally. Yeah. Um, so undoubtedly, this has been very good for the eco, uh, mm-hmm. for the ecosystem. Um, you, you say that we're a rent now, a pay later platform, that's one of our products, that's a vertical of ours, we're a property platform. Right. Um, yes. But it is certainly what we're most known for today. Uh, and it's because we tackled what we believe is one of the most critical problems in, uh, in real estate. Anybody who rents a property here in Dubai uh, today knows the significant inconveniences of, you know, the, the rental payments that you do. You're expected to do those payments significantly in advance. You're expected to write the cheque, even though this is the single largest expense you have as a household, right? If you don't own your own home, then you're paying rent and that rent typically by our estimate is north of 30% of your income. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a big, big chunk of your uh, expenses and it's done still the same way it was done 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. So we went and we tackled the property side of it, so the supply side, the owner side first. We got on our platform a lot of property owners, we digitized their, uh, their properties to a large degree. We digitized the payment process, we digitized the contractual process. Uh, right. And then from there, how, offered, how was the
0: appetite for that? Were people excited about massive, it? Was there a much?
1: Absolutely yeah. massive. Um, uh, you know, we talked before we went live on on here is that uh, Love in Dubai, uh, you know, one of your brands uh, yes, put our sister up brands. a post, a yeah. sister brand of yours, put up a post about, you know, our launch, our pilot launch. We didn't even launch it like to the whole market. We did a small pilot on rent now, pay later. Uh, just that your post alone gave us a big spike in terms of the traffic, because the minute people knew that it was possible to pay their rent monthly on credit card, we got thousands of applications coming uh, coming through. So, you know, it's a, it's a great problem to have, of course. Uh, we had to scramble to keep up with the demand and process all that demand and, uh, uh, and link it to properties and uh, basically raise funds. In order to facilitate for uh, for that, but it sped up that whole process, and we're uh, y- you know we're we're very grateful and we're very happy that you know the problem we believed was a problem worth solving turns out it's very much so.
0: There was a little bit uh, of a slowdown in, in funding, um, uh, according to a, a recent uh, report from Wamda. Uh, how has your journey been? You know, raising funds.
1: Didn't make things easier, of course, and this is a global phenomenon. Uh, uh, and uh, you take a look at the funds raised uh, in the startup space and the venture space in 2021, for example, and you compare them to 2022 and 2023, and it was a steep dive uh, in, in terms of the volumes. People struggled to raise money during that period, there was less money to be deployed. Um, interest rates obviously went up and that, that didn't help, yeah. so the alternative people are a bit more risk averse. Um, and then geopolitical uh, uh, developments, the, uh, the, the genocide, the war on uh, uh, Gaza, sort of stopped some of the funds really that were, were not aware of how the region functions or, or works, mm-hmm. made that a little bit more difficult. But it, it, I believe if you have a good story, if you have good founders, if you're executing uh, well, you will find the, uh, the right money, you will find the right support, you will find the right strategic partners, and you will move forward. And you just look around you, there's, there's so much, you know, ideas, there's so much success, there's so much people, you know, building product uh, uh, these days, and it just keeps improving year uh, yeah. year after yeah. year. The industry is cyclical, we have to be okay with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What, what, are, what is your main challenge right now at Keeper?
1: Great question. Um, so it was to some degree fundraising at some point in time because fundraising is takes up time from execution, right? right, takes up time from building a team, takes up time from generating revenue, takes up time from marketing, sales, business development, and so on. So balancing the two is, is always uh, uh, important. Um, and number two is engagement with the ecosystem. Uh, real estate is a very, very noisy uh, industry. Indeed. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so it, many it, brokers uh, yeah, as so well. So many <laughs> brokers. I remember from a, a, uh, an episode you did a couple, of, uh, a couple of days ago, you know, you echoed what a lot of people's opinions are about agents in the market, right? Yeah. Uh, now, I, I want to caveat it over there is that, yes, there is a big issue with the quality and the transparency. It was, it was about brokers the, uh, faking
0: uh, listing well, putting up listings that are not available and also putting up Correct. images. Correct, an uh, endemic
1: yeah. problem in the market. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's not a blanket statement on the industry. And, I, uh, and, and it's important to, uh, to make that. Bad actors make everybody look bad, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, sure. And the, 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 the important thing is to clean out the bad actors in the market, is to set up standards that people now start to accept, call out the bad actors, but also highlight and elevate the good actors in the industry, the people that are trying to improve how things are uh, I mean, It was a great, done.
0: great of uh, Rira uh, to, uh, to you know, implement those fines uh, and and give the the you know the um, the brokers a, f- a couple of days Absolutely. to remove all those because fake consumers listings. were suffering exactly consumers exactly. Were,
1: were legitimately suffering
0: I think Richard our CEO was the only person in uh, <laughs> in Dubai to, to defend the brokers he said he respects the hustle I think he was nuanced
1: <laughs> he didn't defend them outright but yes I mean it's it's important there is a hustle involved yeah. in this industry yeah. it's uh, it's it's natural you need to hustle you need to hustle in the startup space you need to hustle in the technology space so it's 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 not a bad thing to mm-hmm. to have hustle it's a, it's a bad thing to harass it's Absolutely, a bad yeah. thing to lie mm-hmm. right Definitely. it's a bad thing to so we got to differentiate between the uh, differentiate between the two and i think not sort of make a blanket statement about the industry. The industry in itself is actually probably the single most important industry in the domestic economy. Of I Dubai.
0: Mean, I mean, definitely. You,
1: you look at its contribution to GDP, you look at its uh, how many people it employs, at, and I'm not just talking about the agency business, I'm talking about the property business. Sure, uh, sure. So that includes the developers, the service providers, the agents, the transactions, the financial service providers, the mortgage providers. It's a big industry. And in Dubai in particular, uh, especially measured by the last couple of years, it's also where most people's wealth is stored.
0: Definitely. Yes. And, and I an do regret uh, not buying property earlier, you know, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's now never too late <laughs>
1: to consider it, but it's, yes, prices are up, but it's, it's always the assessment of, you know, price versus value. Mm-hmm. So price sure. might have gone up, value could still be higher. Right. right. And it's that assessment that you need to make. What does it represent to you is it a good savings is it a good income is it a good retirement planning right right shouldn't be worried about retirement just yet but it's uh you know it's always a good idea to build up an asset base and real estate is one of those asset bases that inherently have an income right and may gain in value
0: right it's not
1: for sure gonna gain in value you gotta time it right you gotta buy the right property you gotta negotiate right and you gotta do your math um, but you have capital gains and you have an income component to it, so it's, it's, I don't think it's ever too late. Globally, it's an asset class, so you don't have to be looking specifically at one place, but I believe that Dubai continues to offer value.
0: I mean, we can sit here and talk about real estate for, for hours, <laughs> right? Um, and we're going to have a, a special episode just for that. Uh, but right now, um, we, we spoke about hustle. And speaking of that, navigating your startup in times of limited liquidity, that's one of the major challenges that startups are facing right now. Um, we, we've got, you know, companies like Hale Insurance, um, you know, where Waleed, uh, Daniel, yeah. Uh, the one of the co-founders uh, shut it down because he didn't want to burn investor money, and he said there's no Brilliant. product market fit. Right. That that transparency is very important. Then you've got you know companies like Bayzat. Uh People are arguing that actually they they are burning investor money. They've let people go. They haven't paid some of their staff. Um, what what is your advice on navigating this this challenge? It's not challenge? easy
1: building a business. Right? It's a difficult, difficult thing to do, and the buck stops with you as the founder, right? So you have to worry about all stakeholders. Um, and I can't tell you that one stakeholder matters more than others. The investors in the industry, in the space, in venture space, are high-risk investors. They have to be OK losing all their money, all of it. Not you know, making a smaller return. They have to have the expectation that part of the portfolio that they invested in is going to lose entirely. But uh, if
0: you're giving millions of dollars to twenty-something-year-olds, thirty-year-olds, um, you know, sh- should the founders be more responsible? Are they raising too much money? You know, are they having offices in, in fancy areas? Um,
1: maybe yes, maybe no. Um, again. It's on a case-by-case basis and everything has a justification. Um, If you want to attract top talent, are you going to attract them to your garage? Right. Yeah, that's one of the questions you have to ask. Um, If you want to scale very quickly and your investors want you to scale very quickly, then you're going to have to burn quicker, right? Then you're going to have to spend more money marketing. Then you're going to have to do that. The rules keep changing. Right. The rules in 2021 were burn, baby, burn, which means effectively grow at all costs. And the founders that were not adopting that uh, mindset were actually being shamed for it and being called out for you're not growing fast enough. Right. You know, fast forward to today or, or, you know, 2023, for example, and it's all about positive unit economics. It's all about, you know, hitting uh, uh, profitability sooner. Um, and growth at all costs is a bad word right yeah Uh, however if you're in the ai space 2021 terms still apply right because that's a hot sector that's a sector that you know you can't miss out on yeah so rules keep changing um i will tend not to overweigh the blame on founders because the the burden on founders is unbelievable um if founders, if first-time founders knew what they were going to go through, they'd never do it. Yeah. they almost never do it, right? Because you're carrying the burden of your employees, you're carrying the burden of your investors, you're carrying the burden of your suppliers, your vendors. Everybody's depending on you to do the right thing, okay? And sometimes to different stakeholders, it's a different thing. Right? It might be the opposite thing.
0: Someone once said to me, actually it was the founder of uh, The One, uh, the furniture shop, of uh, Thomas Lundgren. What, what a character. Yes, um, indeed. But he said yeah. to me, you know, I, I asked him, why after so many rejections, why did you keep going? And he said, you know, I wish I can tell you it was, um, it was motivation. It was just me being naive, thinking that I can, I can make it. So you, you have to be naive to to keep going i think part you, of it right
1: you, you have to be um i think also uh, unreasonably optimistic
0: unreasonably optimistic. optimistic yes that's a great uh, great name for a startup <laughs> <laughs> or a vc perhaps unreasonably you optimistic. you, you nice. have to
1: have thick skin you have to forget the rejection and you have to move on and you have to continue going because yeah. the minute you stop you die yeah that's what that's the treadmill you're on
0: right right oof i mean i'm i'm getting stressed just thinking about it you know um one of the panels as well because we are uh, running a bit short on time and i, I want to get to this um tech resilience in palestine uh fadi and is is heading it and then we've got um um uh, from vatrin uh, which is uh, a palestinian startup as well i mean what is the lifeline now for palestinian startups considering there's a genocide happening over there
1: I, I think it's very aptly titled i'm really looking forward to this uh, to this panel and it's called resilience right
0: yes well, uh, exactly. phenomenal
1: phenomenal resilience of this uh, uh, of, of this space not only are we t- talking about a global period of softness in uh, in in the venture industry um, but we're talking about a very specific case that is just unbelievably difficult for uh these these startups i mean obviously their domestic market is almost non-existent yeah um, their access to resources is severely restricted their access to financing is being attacked not only is it sort of short it's being actually physically attacked exactly um and yet they push on and uh, they're not on the panel but there's this company i was you know i was recently made aware that it was actually palestinian palestinian founder palestinian based Palestinian engineers and technology um, that signed on some of the top property managers and property operators in the US wow. as customers, as paying customers wow. with multi-million dollar run rate revenue. Um, and it was just, just fascinating what, for me.
0: What is it called?
1: Mashvisor.
0: Ashvisor. Yeah, Uh,
1: interesting name Uh, and uh, and it's a company that, you know, I was immediately struck by how resilient it is and how ambitious it was to go after, you know, clients all the way over in the uh, in the U.S., win them over, generate revenue consistently from them. Um, And it's a platform for for property data, right? And it's a very nice platform for property data. I
0: think we need a bit more awareness Towards Palestinian startups because you know you, you were not aware that it was Palestinian. For example, at are- the
1: time I was made them, uh, I was informed of it and and, yeah. and it's true and I think we need to make a little bit of an effort. There are uh, uh, sort of initiatives out there yeah. uh, that are now highlighting all these uh, startups. Yeah. Um, that you can find. And they also give you alternatives to, you know, technology companies that have been on the wrong side of history exactly. in terms of their statements. We, and we what have, the alternatives yeah. for them?
0: We, we have personally changed a couple of the, the, the softwares that we're using right now Absolutely. Um, because of that uh, at Augustus Media. Um, let's give a little love to to some of the Palestinian startups. Uh, Vetrine for example, uh, it, it enables SMEs to open online storefronts using WhatsApp. Uh, how cool is that? Um, cool. There was an article on Wired and I just want to mention this quote uh, by one of the co-founders because it's, it's a really powerful quote. He said, maybe I'm being very ambitious, but we want to create a success story in the Palestinian market to showcase what Palestinians really can do. There is good talent here.
1: Ab- absolutely. And all power to them. Um, I mean, the concept in itself has legs. Uh, I think they call it social commerce. Yeah. Um, and uh, and by all means, and and not only is is the startup in itself, y- you know, commendable. It's the fact that it enables people from their homes to start a a business. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? So it, it enables startups to easily easily set up an online store using their WhatsApp number. Allows them to manage inventory, track sales, receive order notifications on WhatsApp, and process local online payments. How cool is that? Very cool. I mean.
1: They're very cool, and and the truth is, their market is regional. It mm-hmm. could be global, uh, so and and that's what you know you, you, you expect them to, to be able to uh, to do. Employ the talent that you have in Palestine today, and that's that's you, you know struggling on a day to day basis, but offer the product regionally. People, I think, if they know the story, a lot of people will will come in and we'll give them a chance and we'll onboard them and we'll. Uh, uh, operate with them so you know turn it around turn it to your advantage is what I, would, uh, what I would say. And I
0: mean the first thing you should look for in talent is resilience right? Yes
1: uh, and, and who's got more resilience than, than the uh, Palestinians th- than, than exactly
0: so uh, so yeah I would uh, you know I would urge <laughs> anyone listening out there to, to really try and support and, and hire Palestinian talent and and talent is an issue here of course isn't it? Um, yeah have you with Keeper found challenges hiring and retaining good talent, especially with the competition with Saudi now? Um, So
1: if COVID did anything, it made it possible and really well practiced is to have a team anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And for us a team anywhere means anywhere in the region. Um, So we have uh, a a large group of uh, engineers and our tech team effectively. Uh, based out of Amman, Jordan, for nice. example, where we found brilliant talent um, uh, in Egypt. We have uh, a, a couple of uh, people working with, uh, with us. Um, so it, it, by all means, if you're not doing that, if all your talent is concentrated in a single location, you probably didn't do the right thing.
0: That's incredible because, you know, I think everyone is over the, uh, you know, better to hire a Western <laughs> than an Arab. So that's really great to hear that, you know, there are people based on better, better, better to hire the better talent,
1: better to hire the, the talent that's more excited to be a part of your Absolutely. story. I and also
0: say. also if it's a regional company, you know, I mean, I mean, who better than than re- people in the region from the region um, to, to, to support and, and be a part of it?
1: Uh, uh, absolutely.
0: Um I, I mean, there's so much more to talk to you about, uh, Walid, but you're gonna be with us uh, once a week. Um, thank you for your time I'm looking
1: forward to that. Thank you. This was a great start, uh, of course, and a great venue. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to have it every week, but uh, unfortunately you know.
0: <laughs> not. You know, I feel like if we did, it would work as well. Yeah, but. I think so. <laughs> um, check it out, guys. It's today and tomorrow. A step conference Dubai Internet City. It's really incredible. I mean, you will not leave without getting some sort of insight uh, or just having a good time meeting great people. Uh, we're going to... Uh, We're going to love you and leave you. Uh, Listen to us on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts and Rami, Spotify. Uh, Check us out. We're on Smashy uh, TV, our streaming platform. Thank you and see you tomorrow.